But the Baltimore Ravens potentially gearing up to trade Lamar Jackson on draft night. We talk about that possibility, the desperation of the draft for teams maybe looking to acquire a quarterback. We'll talk about what happened at the Ravens pre-draft press conference. Look more into what John Harbaugh, Eric DaCosta, and Joe Hortiz had to say, and so much more coming up next here on this episode of Locked On Ravens. You are Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Ravens Podcast, your daily Baltimore Ravens Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ostrecker of Ravens Wire, and we're here as always on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for being here with us today, tuning in, making us your first listen each and every day. You can subscribe for free, both in audio form and video form. Turn notifications on as well. And again, five days a week, 6 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Ravens news analysis updates. And if you have a family member or a friend who wants to daily Ravens football talk and content, be sure to throw them over here our way. And here on this Purple Friday with me is former Baltimore Ravens wide receiver, Super Bowl champion, Kaji Ismael. And Keo, it was a pretty eventful, at least Wednesday, for the Ravens that they held their pre-draft press conference. We have not escaped the Lamar Jackson situation but uh, the Ravens wanted to during that press conference by not having questions asked about Lamar. And then there was a very tense moment throughout the course of that press conference. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, as we've been saying, as the world turns and when you only have one life to live, these are the days of our lives. And the soap opera saga continues yet another week when it looks as though the Lamar Jackson coup at the owners meeting, I think it stirred a level of frustration and uh, disdain for how it went down. And I think the Ravens as an organization was ready for it. I think they were ready for like, all right, cool. Y'all going to ask us about Lamar. We know you guys got a job to do, but here's our job. This is pre-draft talk. We're not going to jump into the whole gossipiness of it all we're gonna stick to our guns and <laughs> that's exactly what they did yeah and i know when watching it for me q was i was kind of like taken aback i'm like whoa because usually you know sometimes there will be like pr whoever it is will say hey you know we're not going to go in that direction but it was very firm like very stern you know being like hey hey guys got in the question itself that was actually stopped was about the draft. You know, it's just Lamar was in the question. You know, you see the John Harbaugh, I say, stare scene around the world where he's staring in the direction. It looked like at the guy who was telling the reporter to stop. I mean, when you were watching that here, you, you saw the clip of it. What were, what were your reactions to it? Well, first I saw um, the way in which, you know, Eric DaCosta handled the the first Lamar question with Jamison Hensley of ESPN and, you know, he was like, look, this is this how we're going to handle it. Uh, this is a pre-draft um, press conference. You know, I think in their minds, they're like, look, this is we, – we're talking about the draft. We're trying to build the best team we can. So they were very, you know, diplomatic about it. When the follow-up questions, which we saw heavily uh, go up against with John Harbaugh and, and how in which they were trying to, you know, almost get a gotcha question – I thought this time around, you saw where Eric made the statement. 
Then there was a follow-up, but it was a very strategic and smart, whoever Alex is in the local media here, it was a very strategic follow-up. At the same time, Vice President of Communications, uh, it sounded like it was Chad Steele. And in his, I guess, doing his job of defending or, or making sure the higher-ups don't get, you know, I guess you would say uh, put into a, a, a scenario where they're going to say or do something that they shouldn't say or do. He went to bat and he, you know, became the, the, uh, the, the protector, if you will, and the guard dog of the chicken coop and guys just was like, you could see it John Harbaugh's face where homeboy was like, all right, you know, this just took a turn, huh? What's going on? Oh, okay. And then he kind of just went, you know, business as usual. It was a great question. It was handled professionally. And I thought that uh, overall, you know, might've been a jump at the gun. I don't know. It, it didn't look like good optics in my mind. It looked like a Ravens organization that is very leery of what's going on with Lamar Jackson uh, contract situation. Yeah, it definitely did uh, not get a lot of good press. It hit national media. It's been all over Twitter, all over social media. And the response was not great because, you know, people are saying, you know, you're, you're limiting media questions and the media is there to do their job to ask these questions and try to get these answers. And to me, like, I understand where the team was coming from. Do I agree with it? No, I think they should have allowed Lamar questions I, because part of it, you know, Eric DeCosta said we're focusing on the draft here, which I understand. I get that. But Lamar Q has such a huge impact on what they actually do in the draft. And, you know, you talked about Alex's question. His question was about, you know, with the, with the Lamar situation, are you still looking at quarterbacks the same way? That's a valid question and incorporates both situations. So in my opinion, I mean, you're talking about the draft, but I know as we've talked about Q, Lamar has such an impact on not only that, but how the rest of the offseason goes for the Ravens. Uh, a, a thousand percent. You know, this is the first time in the offseason where they didn't say or mention his name. Um, they never, you know, it was just, they were like, yeah, we're, we're looking at, you know, the, the five picks We're you know, you mentioned Roquan Smith's name, obviously Patrick Queen's name got brought up. Uh, he mentioned everyone, but, uh, Lamar and n nor did John Harbaugh. Um, it's interesting when, when I, I've kind of noticed this, you know, goodness gracious, I've been around the organization uh, the entire time of the John Harbaugh era when I went back doing radio and all that. And you could see where from John, when he's at the draft, or I should say the combines, and when he's at the owner's meetings, like he's a totally different person. When he is in the building, in the castle, and he's you know, John Harbaugh, this is my, you know, space of authority. He takes on a totally different tone. And, you know, he just was effusing praises to Lamar in this case at the uh, pre-draft press conference. It, it was just like, nah, here's what we're doing. Here's why we're doing it. Here's what we're looking at. I mean, it was just very, you know, it was just, it was just, it was very strictly business, nothing trying to, you know, be worrying about or concerned about when it came to anything to do with Lamar. And you're absolutely right. 32 million reasons why uh, this is critically important um, as far as asking Lamar Jackson type questions, because 
on the fact that your your salary cap, your team, everything that you're going to do is it's in limbo, and it depends on Lamar Jackson. Right. So asking those questions and talking about those topics, you're right, 100. percent They're really important because come September, the team's either going to have him or he's not. He's going to be playing or he's not, and that has a huge impact on the ceiling of the team, what the goals are, the aspirations and even just what the offense looks like. So I do want to have a conversation with you about a Lamar Jackson topic, which is the potential of a trade, but on draft night, because it seems like, you know, we've been talking, a lot of people have been talking about just how disastrous it would be if Lamar is on the team and there's no resolution after the draft where the draft is over. You can't go back and do it again. You know, if you're in June, the draft has happened. And with Lamar, do you take a quarterback in the first round? If he's still on the roster, I, I wouldn't. Personally, I just feel like he had other needs there. So a potential draft night trade, like let's say it's the Colts where you get the fourth pick. I know a lot of people have been honing on on some of these teams, but for trades in the now. But if we maybe fast forward less than three weeks now, Q, do you see the most likely possibility potentially being a draft night trade, much like we saw with Hollywood Brown? Honestly, it wouldn't put it past uh, me when it comes to uh, Eric DaCosta and, and the draft and how they, I mean, they love, including the owner and Stephen Shotty, they love the draft. The owner geeks out more. He's been on record geeking out more on the draft than pretty much anything other than winning a Super Bowl. Uh, he loves the offseason. He loves, you know, getting in the mix with it and, and figuring out things and, and how to build the team. Obviously, you know, from a financial standpoint, talking about the salary cap, the hows and the whys and the nuts and bolts of the limited uh, income streams as far as off-field money and, and, and revenues generated. I mean, he gets into all of that. What am I saying? When it comes to this draft, I do not think it would be out of the realm of possibility that they would not get the blessing from the owner to say, look, if a team comes up to us, and makes us an offer we can't refuse, we'll let Lamar Jackson walk. And, and I think, again, if you're getting that that godfather trade package on draft night, you can get the 2023 assets and the 2024 assets potentially, plus a couple of young players. And again, we saw how under wraps that Marquise Brown trade was. No one knew about it, so maybe they're operating with that same secrecy. And maybe that's part of the reason they didn't want to have those questions asked at the pre-draft presser. Who knows? But coming up in the second segment, we'll continue that conversation, talking a little bit about just the desperation of the draft for teams, what if that could maybe push along in the Lamar trade and more. So be sure to stay tuned. So lots to dive into Unlocked on Ravens. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. And you've heard me talk about this mobile game app a ton. And if you ever thought you'd make a good GM, you got to give this game a try. It's not as easy as you might think to create a dynasty. And when you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and leaders team to glory through trying to build a historic dynasty and it's really a fun game because you have to make all these decisions and whether a good decision is made or a bad decision is made impacts a ton and it could have really big consequences to your franchise and once you download it you don't even need wi-fi to play it and you should play with your friends or family it's really fun to do with multiple people and with Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, managing all the finances, including negotiating player salaries and terms. You navigate your franchise through free agency, the draft, injuries, player personnel issues, and all the ups and downs of the season. 
all this in a realistic and challenging game world. Lots of football jams will be free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. Locked on Ravens listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise using the promo code Locked On and all caps in the game store. That's Locked On and all caps. Make sure to check it out today to download the game so that ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate football GM, start your dynasty today. We're back here. Our second segment, Locked On Ravens. Kevin Allstriker still here with Kadri, Ismael, and Q. You know, we talked about the possibility of a potential draft night trade for Lamar. Seems somewhat realistic considering we, we've seen the trade request and the, just everything that's gone on in the situation so far. But then you kind of looked at the desperation of the draft and you maybe see where if a team in that moment in the draft has a quarterback they really like, but they go a couple picks earlier than maybe they were expecting all of a sudden that team's in panic mode. And you're, you're kind of thinking to yourself, well, what do we do here? Do we trade back? Do we trade up? Or you have Lamar <laughs> where you say, well, this is a proven guy. If a team has the cap space, do you feel like the desperation of the draft could maybe help a Lamar Jackson trade if it comes down to it on draft night? Well, you know, we, we have all the mock drafts and every time you look at the mock draft of obviously yours on out to everyone else's, like, let me ask you this. Has yours been 100% accurate? Never, never, never. <laughs> right. We don't know what's going to go on with, as as Ozzy used to say, the board. Once the board is set, you trust the board. You got your top 100 players. You got the board. And then you go off your board. You did all your homework, blah, 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 blah. Well, the other team did their homework too, or – Maybe they got caught up in the hype of things as well. And so with that said, you go ahead and you might be looking at film and you're the first, second, third pick. And then you figure, ah, and you pivot right as opposed to pivoting left. And long story short of it, now all of a sudden you got the fourth pick and you're the Colts and you're like, mother of pearl. We just talked about, you know, um, a young coach, new coach. New team, new environment, and not trying to uh, burn ourselves with a a quarterback uh, like we've done in the past. But really, there's nobody else that's worthy of picking at number four. Let's go ahead and make a deal with the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson is young enough, dynamic enough, explosive enough. Get the fan base jacked and ready to go. The receiving uh, core for this draft is deep. We can get somebody as well. All that can go on. It wouldn't, you know, surprise me, put it past me to see that this is something that the Colts could potentially do. Yeah. And again, these teams might be on the fence about it where they're half in half out. And then the draft happens. And you mentioned the board, the ever so changing board and something happens that you don't expect and all of a sudden, you're like, oh, wow, this is really our best option. Let's just go for it. And so that allure maybe happens. But, Q, when you talk about the – you know, we talked about the Colts. They have the fourth pick, you know, some of these top ten teams. But if you're looking for a Lamar draft night trade, what's like a pick in that first round that maybe is like the cutoff for you in terms of like how low in that first round you would go? Would you trade Lamar for a package that included a pick in the – the high teens or the low teens or the twenties or even the thirties, what's kind of that pit cutoff for you alongside the other assets? Yeah, no, I, I get it. What you're asking. I think the value comes in to play on again, your board. Like who do you really think you can get? That's going to be a difference maker because it, it, it's, it's now going to be forever tied to, 
Lamar Jackson, your franchise quarterback, no longer being on your team. So it, it better be a doggone, you know, lock, lock. Like, we're going to get somebody for Todd Munkin, or we're going to have a, a bona fide all-pro corner, and he's going to just light it up. Or we got, like, the rush in of all rush ends, and we now are going to be just bogarting right through the AFC North. Like, Deshaun Watson, Burrow, and Pickett better be on, on guard because we, we got that, that kind of a guy. You're not going to get that kind of a guy as far as evaluation is concerned, as far as immediate optics are concerned, around 18 on down. That's just what we're looking at. You might get an occasional bust in the upper tier, no question about it. But right around that top 20 person, everything else, you kind of, you're rolling a dice. Yeah, and that's just what the draft is. You bust in the top 10, you can hit on guys in the 20s, so you have to feel confident in your scouting process. I know the Ravens definitely do, but Q, what if the top three or four quarterbacks are already taken? I mean, what if this is a situation where you're, you're trading for a top 10 pick, but Richardson's gone and Levis is gone and Bryce Young is gone and C.J. Stroud is gone, and all of a sudden it's like, well, you trade Lamar, but <laughs> who's the quarterback going to be for next year? Are you still comfortable making that trade? Woo! I mean, yeah. If, if in my mind, if those guys are gone, and as much as I hate to use the R word, I think it might be rebuilding. And you're now in what veteran is out there that's gonna be good enough to help out. Uh, Todd Munkin's offense and not flinch and feel good about it and all that. I know they talked about there some, uh, like Eric was alluding to, you know, there were some quarterbacks that were like some really good quarterbacks, um, but not after you look at the top four guys. I mean, they're good. They're not potential generationally talented players and I think now it just it, everything would shift. It would just it would clearly shift. Well, I, 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 let me ask you a quick follow up because that's an interesting point you make about the rebuild. Because for me, I think their defense is too good <laughs> to have them do a, like a full scale tear down rebuild. So, well, what does that look like to you? Is it, is it trading Marlon Humphrey? Is it trading Mark Andrews? Really going all in on like a pure tank for a Caleb Williams guy, or is it like a soft rebuild, like a soft reset type deal for you? Yeah, I mean, I think. It's it's it could be potentially trading Mark Andrews. It could be, you know, dangling out Patrick Queen. Um, I think those two guys. Yeah, I, I would I would look at one of those two guys as my assets because if you look at what you got at tight end, you got young dudes, and you know, Mark. Not that I'm saying, but he was the go-to guy for. Lamar, and if Lamar ain't there, well, trade him. <laughs> you know, um, there's been some some knickknack injuries that has kind of slowed him up some. Uh, yeah, you got young guys, you got assets in in the linebacker spot. You know, Roquan made Patrick. Patrick didn't make Roquan. You know, there's some some dangling. I think that you can 
you can put out there uh, that makes it appealing to another team and and trying to get a deal done. And then that's when you go out for a veteran quarterback. I think you go for a veteran quarterback, and yeah, you ride with your defense. You know, they talked about corners, so you're still going to need some receivers. You, you're going to need receivers and corners, and that's what you're saying is good as far as your board is concerned in the draft. All right, go ahead and do it. Well, if there, if there are no headlines to talk about next week, I have our show topic because that's an interesting point. <laughs> I, I want to expand on that with you. But let, let's head into our final break. We'll head in the third segment, talk about what Eric DaCosta, John Harbaugh, Joe Hortiz had to say in that free Jeff press conference. So be sure to stay tuned. So last to dive into Unlocked on Ravens. But first, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. And the NBA playoffs are almost here. Now it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports bet, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from money line to point scores and threes drains. And for me, so look at that MVP money line. I think it's Joel Embiid's to lose. Now, but if you want to bet Nikola Jokic or Giannis Antetokounmpo, you can do that with FanDuel. And they have so many more exclusive bets, like the 2 by 3 which is two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance to bigger a out with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your notes by first. That's $1,000 in bonus bets. You can go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the NBA. We're back. Our final segment, Locked On Ravens. Kevin Ostrick is still here with Kaji Ismail and Q. I want to quickly zoom through some of what these three guys had to say at the press conference because it wasn't Lamar. We obviously saw that it was not going to be about Lamar. But we heard a lot of from DaCosta and Harbaugh and Hortiz about the wide receiver group, in the corner group, even the defensive line group, and also quarterbacks about how things wouldn't really change in terms of their evaluation of quarterbacks if Lamar was on the roster versus not on the roster. I mean, this is called the liar's luncheon cue. So how much of this is true and how much of it is not? What did you take away from what you what you heard from DaCosta, Harbaugh, and Hortiz? Yeah, I, I don't think um, there was much misdirection like previous years um, because of the Lamar Jackson saga. I mean, got 32 you know, million in, in, in limbo. I think this is a – a liar's luncheon that uh, was a little more somber, a little more serious, a little more uh, on edge, a little more sensitive. Um, this is a, a, a this is big. This is as big of a draft, as monumental of a decision that pretty much any point in time, I can't think of another time where it was this critical uh, because you do have a very good trending upwards into the great category defense. You do have a proven coordinator and you had, or at least non-exclusive franchise tag have a generally talented or generationally talented uh, quarterback with an offensive line that's young enough with a running back group that's uh, chomping at the bit to make, you know, um, a run to redemption and they want to get paid themselves. So there's the motivation. And then you look at the tight end group. That's a young, motivated tight end group, along with the potential of all the receivers that you're going to bring in when it comes to the draft. So, Mother of Pearl, lots of moving parts. 
Yeah, and I think for a lot of people, I know you and I include a key wide receiver and corner. You look at those, those are obviously what we've been talking about all offseason. And Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh talked about some of those prospects, Joey Porter Jr., Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnston. If nothing else changes, let's just say this roster as we know it is what they go into the draft with. Are you taking wide receiver or corner? I know a lot of it depends on the board, as we've talked about, who, who you like, what the players are. But based off pure need alone, where do you see a bigger need if that's what happens? I mean, without question, I think it's wide receiver. Uh, yeah, I, I I mean, the corner scenario, if there's enough corners, I mean, just pick some dudes and off you go. But receiver, like the way in which we've seen this uh, organization, you know, just fail and the the pressure mounting to to really – kind of re-energize the fan base, you got to take receiver. And I feel like that's what they will do if nothing happens. Like, I feel like if you sign Odell, you have flexibility to take corner. But if not, Mm -hmm. the wide receiver position, I think, is the more pressing need because you need something else there. But then, you know, with Patrick Queen, Q, that was another interesting topic because there wasn't really a comment. Eric DaCosta saying, oh, that's a conversation we'll have with him and, you know, we'll update you. Now, this time last year, Q, the Ravens said, yeah, we're going to pick up Marquise Brown's fifth-year option. And oh, they traded him, so that kind of went out the window. But was there is there any concern with you now that maybe they won't do that or that Queen isn't in the long-term plans for them in the future? Well, I mean, again, liars luncheon, you really don't know. But like you said, with regards to Hollywood Brown and, and what, you know, Eric talked about as far as well, we like the guys in the room. We like, you know, he was just going on pontificating. Uh, this one, like, again, this tone was just different because he gave nothing with regards to Patrick Queen. I mean, no applause of like, yeah, you know, platitudes. This guy, he's been here for us. He's developed. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, No, I didn't see any of that. I just think he was very much like, I don't care. And if Patrick Queen is, oh, you want to talk about Patrick Queen? No, he's he's in my crosshairs. I don't care. I think that's 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 what's really been kind of just the M.O. for what we're seeing uh, over at the castle. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see with him with the pang of Roquan Smith, how that actually impacts Patrick Queen. But finally, Q, one last quick one. Eric DaCosta and the organization feels like it, they really want more than five picks. They, they said it multiple times throughout the course of the press conference. They wish they had more. They'll see opportunities on a percentage scale, 0 to 100. How likely do you think it is they end the strap with more than five picks? I mean, they've done it before. So, yeah, I guess if you say – Percentage-wise, I mean, I guess 87. What? Um, but, no, I honestly, I think it could easily be a case where if the Lamar Jackson thing happens, they could wind up with a slew of picks, and they're like, yeah, see, we wanted more picks. Um, but if they move up and they give away Patrick Queen and they get, you know, some level of – picks in the third or fourth round or something along those lines. Sure. You know, you, you got more picks. There's some creativity there. Um, again, it wouldn't surprise me if Mark Andrews is on the uh, trading block either. 
Yeah, 87. Oh, that's such a weird number. Do you have any connection to that? I don't know. It's uh, hmm. <laughs> just off the top of your head, just a random random 87 there. So Yeah, so you said 1 to 100, so I was like, yeah, 87. I love it. But, yeah, I feel like Baltimore is going to end up with more than five. You know, trading back from 22 feels like a very likely scenario for me. You mentioned guys who were on the trade block, maybe a Patrick Queen. Who knows if he is or not, but – We'll see. I think the Ravens have a lot of opportunities to maneuver the draft board as they do every season. And obviously Lamar will have an impact on that. And if Lamar is traded, they're definitely ending up with more than five picks. I can tell you that much, but that's all I have for you. Q. Thank you so much for hopping on joining me again today. And again, next week I have our show topic. We can talk about the potential of a rebuild for the Ravens if Lamar is traded, but the way the off seasons go, and are probably going to have some headline to talk about in that content plan, the, uh, the always ever changing content plan as I like to call it. It's crazy because this has been one of the weirdest off seasons, but uh, we just have one life to live and hopefully we don't go to a general hospital uh, and let's keep the soap opera going. Yeah, it's your new favorite gif on Twitter I see is that uh, the days of our lives. <laughs> so you're uh, you're making it known and we'll see what happens. I'm talking about this whole situation. See, it feels like I've been talking about it for the past three years, <laughs> but if, if it's all crazy to think about if this had all been kind of taken care of in 2020, we wouldn't be here today. <laughs> We'd be talking right. about an actual offseason, actual content plans, but we will continue the Lamar Jackson saga and talking until there's a resolution. But that's all I have for you here today on Locked on Ravens. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Be sure to, again, subscribe for free, both video and audio form. When we get back here on Monday, we get into a new type of mock draft Monday, so be sure to stay tuned for that, and I'll see you right back here on Monday. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.